Welcome back to another Friday episode. What is up? I am here and in the house to share with you the astrology forecast for August that I sat down and recorded with Katie Emma last week, actually, which make sure to stay tuned because moving forward, the week that the Akashic forecast goes live that Friday, I will also be posting the astrology forecast with a fabulous astrologer and we'll be doing these live on YouTube about the week before so make sure you're following uh, me on YouTube all the links will be in the show notes um, so that you can come and attend and hang out with us Uh, we'll be talking about the transits for the month the theme the moons and once we kind of do our little ditty, then we'll be opening the floor for questions. So we'll be a fun time, fun, fun, fun. And we're trying to keep these pretty short as well, just to, you know, so they're a bit more of like some tidbits. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Um, so just a couple of things before we dive into today's. So first of all, you will have to apologize or you will have to forgive me <laughs> because yeah, this uh, we recorded this on the full moon, and your girl was not with it. It was hilarious. I was having so much trouble just speaking. Um, I, I could barely get words out. Katie was, of course, always compassionate, understanding, <laughs> very kind, and I was just like, Ugh. so yeah. Um, just excuse me. Love me anyway. <laughs> Um, And then just a couple of really quick announcements. So first of all, the August Akashic Toolkit is live as of today. You can find that link in the show notes. Um, Make sure to grab your copy, seven bucks. You're going to get your own copy of the Akashic Forecast reading. So that message, so you can revisit it, plus a really beautiful workbook um, that has not only the transcript from the reading, but some gorgeous journaling prompts in addition to links to other tools and resources that I think would be supportive. Plus, and kind of most importantly, is the Akashic activation for the month ahead. So this one's a bit of an activation slash initiation but it is really going to help you to anchor into the energy of August. And let me tell you what, this is a month that you are really going to just, ugh, yes, want to sit in this, luxuriate in it. Um, it's really going to help you to come back, be centered, grounded, um, just really soften those frayed nerves and uppity nervous system. You know what I mean? Um, so be sure to check that out. In addition, we have three workshops this month. So on the 15th is the last live Access the Akashic Records workshop. If you have been interested in taking this workshop, better sign up. Your last chance to do it live. Um, On the 22nd, how to manage your energy. Again, information that is enormously useful for these times not something that you want to bypass plus we'll be doing a really gorgeous initiation in energy management so um be sure to check that out on the 22nd and then on the 29th if you have taken the first access the akashic records workshop with me then this is the follow-up i'm finally launching it throwing it out there so this is level two um All of the events 
are, or all the workshops, I should say, are under the events tab on my website. Again, link in the show notes so that you can check those out and get more details, but make sure to dive in because these are the times, these are the times. And, oh, you know, the Akashic Records, they have helped me so much with my own energetic management, with my own Oh, nervous system management with my own, I mean, I don't know who I would be or where I would be if I hadn't had the Akashic Records over the last couple of years. So a gorgeous tool for self-empowerment. And if it resonates with you, I highly recommend checking them out and signing up. Feel free to contact me as well if you have any questions. Okay, let's dive in and enjoy. And thanks again to Miss Katie Emma for showing up, popping in, and sharing her beautiful wisdom with us. We'll see you on the other side. Welcome to the Soul Driven Podcast. I believe that when we invest in ourselves, the world benefits. If you are searching for meaning and purpose, if you are unsure about how to combine the spiritual with the everyday, if you are ready to uncover who you truly are, then you've come to the right place. The Soul Driven Podcast is dedicated to exploring the intersection of living a soulful and spiritual life in a driven and ambitious world. Join me for practical guidance, truthful discussions, and interviews with people who are successfully living a soul-driven life. My name is Anna Hendricks, spiritual guide, marketer, and your host. Thank you for being here. All right, Miss Katie. So first of all, what I'd love to kick off with today is just to hear what your theme, your, uh, your theme for August is. Yeah, sure. So, you know, firstly, thank you so much for having me. It's such a pleasure to always chat and connect with you and also to everyone that's listening and tuning in. Um, you know, I was sitting with all of the transits and I was kind of overlooking them and I'm like, you know, what am I feeling from this? And the word that really came through to me for Leo season is resilience. And mm. a lot of these transits are going to be making us feel like we're exhausted, perhaps, of how resilient we are having to be. We can also acknowledge and be empowered by that resilience. But I think it's also okay to just admit, like, how flat out and burnt out a lot of us are and that it is so much more empowering to just be real about that instead of trying to suppress it and just be like, everything's fine, everything's all good, because some of these transits in August it's not all fine and it's not all good. <laughs> and I don't say that to, you know, scare anybody, but it's just, you know, it's life and where life is at the moment. So I, you know, is that kind of lining up with some of what you've been receiving about August as well? Yeah, absolutely. The, the message that came through for August was very much like a lot of the visuals and even in regards to like the channeled words that were coming out was like, almost seeing yourself at an intersection with mm. all of these vehicles going back and forth and realizing that a lot of us are trying to make sense of what is happening now. And in that kind of trying to go back, but realizing we can't go back, we have to go forward. Yeah. And so much confusion in that and so much kind of like 
like the exhaustion of yeah. what it is that we've been going through. And then also trying to figure out what's going on now. And certainly the importance of, of rest, you know, yeah. and, and needing to really be able to take care of ourselves. Um, the, the entire reading felt very chaotic. And so yes. <laughs> I think Welcome when you said to- resilience, I was like, yes, yeah. that is definitely what we're going to need for this month ahead. Cause it feels like a big month. To it me. is, it is. And a lot of it's actually already kicking off today and this week when we're recording this, you know, now in the end of July. Um, but I loved what you said about the visual that you were receiving of it being like an intersection, because one of the biggest points of August is this epic fixed cross that we are having between multiple planets in fixed signs and some of that is already you know building at the moment with you know Uranus north node Mars in Taurus Mercury is already squaring it in Leo Saturn is in Aquarius also squaring it and then we have the south node in um, Scorpio to, to make this a big kind of cross or, you know, cosmic intersection, I guess we could say. And, you know, how we move through that, like it's tough because it's like we are being pushed by, you know, every every corner. It's kind of like not quite knowing when it's our turn to go, you know, and when we sometimes like have that pause, that's when an accident can happen. Sometimes you just got to, you know, put your foot down and just be confident and like, I can do this, you know, it's my turn to go and I'm going. And that is kind of what this Leo season can instill in you, right? Because Leo is about like confidence and determination. And of course the shadow can be ego and selfishness and me, me, me. But, you know, I wrote in my newsletter today that like we have to be moving away from this, like, you know, this mentality, I suppose, in, you know, late stage capitalism of me, me, me. And like, what can I do to bring it all together for the collective, you know, and not from that space of putting all of the pressure on individuals because that's wild and impossible, right? Because so much of what we are dealing with as individuals is systematic. Um, But there is just a lot of the astrology is kind of hitting on all of these sensitive type of points. And so the new moon in Leo today, again, I know I'm talking July very briefly, (laughs) um, but it is in the early degrees of Leo. But by the time we get to, you know, the Aquarius full moon in in mid-August, it's going to be at 19 degrees of Leo. And so whereas all of the other planets, 17, 18, 19, 21 degrees of the other fixed signs. So by the 11th of August, that's the specific date, at least here in the Northern Hemisphere, it may be early on the 12th if you were down under in Australia. Um, yeah, it's it's a fixed square. It's, it's a lot. It's not your usual Leo season. And I think that's just something important to kind of file away because pop astrology will be like, Leo season, you know, party, like dating, fun, enjoyment. And absolutely, like, you know, August is kind of that peak time of like vacations and sun and holidays. But it's like, you know, at least here in the Northern Hemisphere, like sun and summer is coming along with like half of Europe burning, right? And other parts of the world, like, you know, is summer really something to celebrate the way that we have kind of been conditioned to when we are living in a world that like summer doesn't feel very fun anymore when it's like 
46 degrees. You know, I don't know what that is in Fahrenheit. I think that's like 108 Fahrenheit. I don't know. Yeah. That, it's miserable. Like that's not an enjoyable <laughs> Leo summer expression to me. And so that's kind of really showing up in, in the a lot of the astrology here. And so, like I said, that full moon in Aquarius it's at 19 degrees and it's on the 11th of August. Conjunct Saturn, right? So, you know, um, a full moon conjunct Saturn, there's not a lot of room to move. We're going to be feeling like restricted, heavy, bound, you know. Saturn is also in retrograde. So whenever we have a planet in retrograde, especially an outer transpersonal planet, it's not something that we wake up and feel every day, right? It's not like, oh, my God, Saturn's in retrograde and it's like, ruining my life it's just that there is more of a you know an internal process that is coming up or that we should be having a relationship more internally with the archetype of that planet rather than sort of full steam ahead and movement forward and so for a fire sign season there is going to kind of be less feeling of moving forward than maybe we're kind of used to like it's definitely like I said it's not your average Leo season so yeah it's interesting to see that particularly that full moon is is really lining up with what you've been seeing as well you know with the Akashic records and and stuff I love it when it aligns like that yeah well I think too like um you know one of the things that the records definitely shared in this message and I think that does really align with Leo is like in the midst of this intensity this like traffic jam if you will almost that yep. I was seeing is like is this important to really take care of ourselves and rest but also to really make sure that we're having fun you know yep. that we're smiling that we're doing things that make us laugh so that it's not too intense you yes. know so that we're not taking it too seriously because the energy is going to feel so serious yes. and I think that's what you're talking about with like all the fixed energy you know because it's it is very immobile and, and very kind of solid. And yeah. so in the midst of that, it's like feeling into more potentially of that Leo energy that is lighter and more fun and kind of like, let's just go camping this weekend, or let's like, you know, go do some karaoke or, <laughs> you know, like Absolutely. some fun things in the midst of it to just kind of really help Counteract. to break it up. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, you know, and, and absolutely, you know, like fit that in where you can with the awareness that it's not as easy to be moving in those spaces this particular Leo season because it is coming with such, you know, heavy hitting um, aspects, particularly coming from Taurus. You know, we have Uranus, we have Mars, and we have the North <sighs> Node here. So, you know, change is inevitable with Uranus transits, but Uranus is in Taurus <laughs> since 2018 until, you know, another couple of years from now, the mid part of this decade. So it's like Uranus isn't super happy in Taurus because it is the sign that is kind of like the least easy to kind of give that push that Uranus is all about. So there's a lot of resistance just naturally. People don't really know what to do they don't know why they're resisting they maybe don't want to resist but it all just feels too heavy too much too much pressure on the individual and not enough like accountability for those who are more responsible for so much of what we are ex 
experiencing as a collective. And so, you know, this is where the astrology really does become evolutionary, transpersonal. You know, it's absolutely about you and your experience, definitely in Leo season. I mean, come on. I'm a Leo moon, you're a Leo rising. We're holding this on the Leo, you know, new moon. It's, you know, <laughs> we're allowed to indulge in ourselves and our own enjoyment and pleasures. Like, absolutely. Like Anna said, like, please yourself, do something enjoyable. Absolutely. Because the tendency to feel just so burnt out, you know, it's a, it's a fire element season. So, you know, Mercury is moving through Leo and Libra this month um he's flying through the signs at the moment because he's preparing for a retrograde which is going to happen in libra and that's not until september so we don't have to talk too much about that now but in august he you know the very beginning i think on my little list here um on the fourth he moves into virgo but then by the 25th he's already in in libra so you know mercury is moving at his like fullest speed and capacity right now so even though it's moving through Virgo, which is another earth sign, we tend to think of earth as like slowing down, being more sort of wise and practical and conscious. Mercury is moving so quickly that it's kind of adding to this like fire season, like amplification of everything. And so Mercury in Virgo is also quite um, neurotic, <laughs> overthinking. <laughs> I was you waiting know. to see what you were going to say. I was like, you know. here we go. Yep. <laughs> hey, look, I'm born with Mercury in retrograde, so I can be all of these things and more <laughs> myself. Um, but, you know, it's definitely a Mercury month where the, the likelihood or tendency to kind of be in our heads a little bit is, is pretty strong. You know, right now recording this, he's still in Leo, but to, as of today at 17 degrees, he is right in the midst of this fixed cross that I'm talking about that will perfect on the 11th of August. So it's actually pretty amazing that we're having even this conversation today because it's really just anchoring into so much of what is coming and, and what we're here to kind of chat about today. Um, and with Mercury moving into Libra at the end of the month, you know, it's another, like that's an air sign. So it goes from Mercury in Virgo and being quite, heady into a heady air sign so this kind of um you know amplification of of our our thoughts and you know the tendency to to worry that's more virgo but you know mercury and libra definitely um it's very communication orientated but it's going to be preparing to retrograde almost as soon as it comes into libra you know most of the degrees of of Libra are going to be touched via the retrograde. So it's kind of like a funky space that Mercury's coming into. You know, it's still a while before that retrograde, but you know. It feels very, it feels very like um like I think when you said the word burnt out. Yeah. That's what I like how I feel like yeah. um when I'm thinking of Mercury's transits this month. Or going yeah. into August, you know, it's just yeah. like, it feels so much. It feels it's almost like my tension. head is kind of heavy. Yeah. It's a lot of tension and it even feels like a bit janky. <laughs> like it doesn't quite <laughs> fit in with the rest of everything else that's going on because, you know, we're in still a fire season when Mercury moves into Virgo. 
Um, and everything else is in fixed signs, which, you know, Virgo is um, mutable earth, right? So it's kind of like, it's all just a bit like it's fitting, but not quite. And so this can make us feel like everything's kind of there, but not quite. I feel like that's sort of what August is, is stirring up. Um, and then another important thing that I wanted to mention is on the 20th, uh, Mars is going to move into Gemini. And this is going to be a very, very extended stay because uh, I nearly said Mercury. Mars is Such going a huge to be, transit. It's huge. It's really, I think, out of 2022, I think it's one of the biggest as a singular transit. Like a lot of the other major 2022 points have been like, you know, planets in aspect to each other. But, but Mars retrograde in of itself is a very sort of standalone transit let alone all of the aspects he's then going to make but he's going to be in Gemini because of this retrograde um it will he'll turn direct I think around mid-January and then I think it will take most of January and February for him to be moving direct through Gemini so it's not going to be until like you know the first quarter really of 2023 that we're going to have Mars into Cancer so this is big. The fact that he's making this move to zero Gemini, it's starting to, like that ball is starting to roll around the themes of that retrograde. Now Mars in retrograde in Gemini is going to specifically be between 25 degrees and 8 degrees of Gemini. So again, it's not going to be felt more until September, but I think it's just really important to note that that sort of sign shift is August you know it's very prominent um my partner's yeah. uh Mars is in Gemini so oh good He's I'm quite familiar with this energy yeah. and I'm like okay yeah is, and it's, it's gonna be interesting it's gonna be like six seven months of this so yeah <laughs> um it'll be big for him too you know big for Mars and Gemini people big for people with lots of mutable placements between eight degrees and 25 degrees of any of the mutable signs um and then you know with Uranus that I already spoke of being so activated by, you know, the full moon in the middle of the month, um, then Uranus is going to station retrograde on the 24th. So again, it's like we kind of just get out of the, the chaos of this fixed square, this sort of cosmic intersection. And then towards the end of the month, Uranus is, is going to stop and he's going to retrograde back, I think, to, I can't quite remember the degree, 14 degrees maybe. Um, and that's, again, going to take us into January. So August is actually seeding a lot of what is going to be the beginning of 2023. So with that, all you need to do is just be mindful of things that are kind of stirring, appearing, shifting now may not res have resolution um, or clarity until we move into the early months of next year. So it's nothing that you really need to do or say or act or anything like that, but it's just that sort of consciousness and mindfulness of, okay, you know, when I get to January, I'm probably going to look back and go, August <laughs> there was something in August and it's making sense now and you know that also sort of takes the pressure off you trying to like force all of the answers or resolutions before that point because that's how we end up doing retrogrades 
wrong, right? We, you know, a retrograde is meant to be for rest, review, reflection. And so if we're like pushing against the system and trying to, you know, make everything direct in that space, we're pushing up against the energy. And that's when life is suddenly going to feel like, you know, everything's working against us. But actually we are working against the natural flow and order of what is required of us at that time. So we're definitely moving into a reflective period around Uranus and Mercury, but also knowing like in September, all the planets that are already retrograde are going to start turning direct. So again, I feel like it's like this sort of janky space (laughs) that we're coming into. It's like one thing stops and another thing begins. And it's sort of, there's a lot of crossover with it as well. So again, like that, that intersection feels so spot on with that because it's like, do I go? When do I go? Oh my God. Like, is it now? Like I was meant to go left. Now I'm going right. Oh shit. I'm just going to keep going this way. You know, it's (laughs) definitely that kind of energy. Yeah. That feels, that feels uh, very aligned, I guess with, you know, certainly with the records shared with me and (laughs) I've been thinking like, you know, as you're kind of talking, like kind of uh, batting that word janky, like around my head. And I think that that really that sort of energy feels, yeah, exactly what I might, um, <laughs> you know, like kind of describe the energy, not only yeah. when I was channeling through the reading, but also just kind of like reading back through it. Um, yep. cause I was reviewing it before we jumped on and I was just like, gosh, this is like, I don't know. I think people are going to read it. And usually they're a lot more, I don't know, maybe a bit more like organized, a bit more like sensical, a bit more maybe even logical a little bit um, and imagery that they're sharing. But this one just feels like, eh, 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 eh. so it's like, a, it's kind of like a symbol <laughs> chain. Like, I'm like, I need know? to jump online and look up the word janky and see yeah. like, what the definition is because I'm, I'm like curious. Clunky. I don't know. Like, yeah, it's sort of like, it's, it's, well, it's like, it's, it doesn't work and it's like, it doesn't yeah. fit, but like, it is like, there's certain it's parts still, of it that are kind of aligned, working, but like, yeah. not. it's kind of like the mechanics are a bit off. So it's like, yeah it's the car's moving, but maybe it's like stopping and starting, or it's like when you're learning to, you know, drive like a stick shift, you know, you kind of, <laughs> you jump forward a few times before you learn ah, to get into the flow. It's that kind of thing. That's a really I good, think. a really good metaphor. I think like learning how yeah. to drive a manual stick shift. Yeah. Like, yeah, that feels yeah. really good actually. Yeah. And good you know, way of describing it. The last thing that I want to touch on, because I know obviously we're being mindful of time here with this, is <laughs> we also have a new moon in Virgo to wrap up the month. And so that's going to be at three degrees of Virgo. And funnily enough, it's going to be square Mars in Gemini, three degrees. So this is what I'm saying. You know, we're mm. not in the Mars wow. retrograde shadow in August. That begins in early September. But the new moon exactly square, like they're both at three degrees, Gemini and Virgo. Significant. Absolutely. You know, and I think that things that are seeded at this time around, of course, to personalize this, right? You want to be looking at your own Virgo house. That's where the new moon is taking place. That's where you would be like metaphorically planting seeds. And so it is going to be making, you know, an aspect of, uncomfortability of you know um 
uncomfortability, discomfort. Am I just making up words? I think so. <laughs> anyway, it's all good. Lady. <laughs> um, you know, uncomfortable, you know, it's just going to feel like friction. Like again, this sort of like this full moon experience mid month, but this time it's going to be immutable signs. And so mutable squares are easier to deal with like easier, right? It's still a square, but because the nature of mutability is to have more flow, more ease of change, there's more openness. So it's not going to feel quite as heavy hitting, I think, as like the mid-month fixed stuff that we have going on, but something that will be sort of planted or that you are wanting to nurture through this Gemini space, three degrees Gemini, um, a lot of it will sort of have to be factored into what comes up for you in your Gemini house with the Gemini Mars retrograde. There is going to be some kind of like misalignment, but of course we know that that misalignment is often necessarily necessary to, you know, actually pivot us to where we want to be going. This is sort of that space of like, you know, whenever I think of even the mutable signs as a whole, particularly the Virgo Pisces axis, but I could say all the mutables. I tend to always think of like, let go and let God and how easy that sounds on the ears, but how hard it is in practice, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I say that as a Pisces North node, like that is like my entire life revolves around reminding myself to just let go a little bit, right? Like I don't have to be, you know, the boss of everything at any given time. And so energetically for all of us, August is wrapping up with this kind of, sort of space of saying like what it is that you are working towards in this Virgo house like you have to have that trust and that faith and that's something that has to be cultivated that's not something that's automatically just given to us right for some of us perhaps easier than others but for most of us it's a process of of learning and integration and and cultivating and you know moving through it as a spiral it's not a straight line right like often it's two steps forward a step backwards and we in those moments we tend to be quite hard on ourselves and go you know damn like I'm back here again but it's like yes because it's allowing you to go deeper into that space in order to move forward with greater leaps than perhaps you would have if you were just kind of walking that straight path rather than being open to the meandering that mutable seasons open up because the sun moves into Virgo on the 22nd so you know with the sun moving into Virgo it, it becomes a mutable space to wrap up August and of course that's going to feel very different to fixed fire so it's a real mixed bag this month but it's incredibly sacred and empowering you know especially if you have a lot of fixed placements, like you're going to be feeling this a lot. Um, and I say to you that like, by allowing yourself to like let life change you, that is how you can move through this process with more grace and ease, because the more you resist, the less resilient you are going to feel and the more burnt out and beaten down you will feel during this time. Um, and hopefully from, you know, talks like this that Anna and I are having, this can kind of just be that like inspirational, that reminder for you in those moments that are absolutely going to trigger you. Like now that you know this, the triggers don't go away. It's just like hopefully this conversation can pop back in when you're in the midst of that kind of crises or chaos and you can be like, hang on, I'm here to cultivate resilience. I'm not here to kind of just react <laughs> to everything because with Mars conjunct Uranus, 
the likelihood to just want to react and explode and push back is super high. And in some circumstances, like that can be what's needed. But oftentimes, a more gentle path can be a little bit easier on the nervous system, I think. Oh, absolutely. And I like to come at astrology. I I look at it as like an empowered sense. You know, it's like, okay, give it to me straight. I want to know what's coming. If it sounds rough, okay. Now I'm going to set my mind, you know, or have the conversations. Like when I know that I'm coming up to like an intense week, you know, I'll share with my partner and be like, okay, so there's a lot of tension this week. There's going to be some friction. So we need to be extra mindful and extra patient and extra, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Just like, yeah. um, And so, and I think that that's a good way to handle the tougher things, you know, it's just to take that awareness in, not from a place of fear, but just a place of like empowerment and kind of choose ahead of time. Like, okay, so my best course of action this month is going to be letting go and trying to go more with the flow and not pushing and straining and requiring things to be what I want them to be, but seeing what might be here in that discomfort or, you know, what comes up for me. Yeah. And knowing that like that will be revealed to you, you know, over the pretty much the next six months, you know, and that's kind of how new moons and full moons work in unison anyway. Like, of course, this Aquarius full moon is a release point from the Aquarius new moon that we had at the end of January. So it's always good at the full moons to kind of look back, but know at the new moons that you're looking ahead and that you can't just expect on a new moon that everything's going to just like make sense tomorrow. It's a six month process. And oftentimes, you know, for those more advanced astrologers, like we have new moons and full moons that repeat degrees over the years. So like some new moons are related to a full moon that was three years ago, you know? And so understanding those broader cycles and processes as well can be really helpful in understanding like your own relationship to your moods, your emotions, your patterns, because ultimately that's what the moon represents in astrology. It's just helping you understand those waves that you you move across and how you emotionally react or integrate those processes. Awesome. All right, Miss Katie. So kind of to wrap up, can you just yeah. kind of give us the dates again of like um, of course. the important things? Yeah. So the the major dates would be Mercury into Virgo on the 4th, the full moon and Venus moving into Leo, um, sorry, the full moon in Aquarius and Venus moving into Leo on the 11th. On the 20th, we have Mars moving into Gemini. The 22nd is the sun in Virgo. Uranus retrograde on the 24th, followed by Mercury in Libra on the 25th. So it's a pretty full month. There's a lot happening. Lots of sign changes. You know, we have three planets changing or two planets changing signs, one of them twice. So whenever we have sign changes, particularly those days, like, you know, we are shifting gears. And so those days can kind of come with a bit of a wobble, I think, as we we get used to like, oh, well, you know, Mercury was in Virgo. I was really living up here, but now it's in, you know, Libra. And so now I'm like sharing it. I'm speaking it. I'm connecting about it, you know? So takes time to to get into those flows and again always knowing like where these fall within your own houses is what can personalize this and make it feel not so like general um you know that's what can really shift your yeah your relationship with astrology is knowing your own chart absolutely 
Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being with us, Katie. And I'd love for you to uh, just share with us real quick uh, what you've got going on in your world right now. So I yes, think you've got a new program getting ready to open up and like, yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. Um, so I am in the process of, um, you know, enrollments are open for my annual courses. So every October I teach a first year and a second year course, so like beginner and intermediate. Um, I just wrapped up all of those classes this week with my students from the previous October. Um, so if you were looking to explore, you know, astrology for your own self-development, for understanding it from an evolutionary perspective, I would love to connect with you. Um, I keep my classes really small too. They're nice and intimate. We meet every week. Um, and yeah, I think that's kind of everything that I have at the moment. It's kind of like my summer break. Um, but I'm definitely looking forward to getting back into my classes in October. You know, teaching astrology is, you know, the main sort of aspect of my work as an astrologer. So, yeah, I can't wait to get back into it because there's always so much, you know, and having like that kind of um, structure and foundation to learning this can be can be really helpful. So I look forward to maybe meeting some of you in that space. Thank you, Anna. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing. You're and all right, folks, thank you so much for being with us today. We will be back next month um, for another astrology reading. But have a wonderful day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> See you soon. <laughs>